Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Marketers Podcast. In today's episode, we host Robert Bean, an agent of only three years who's exceeded expectations and shattered industry averages primarily through Facebook groups. He's built his empire primarily through this gold mine, and best of all, he's never paid a dime for leads. So while most agents of his stature are paying for leads, he's just paying attention. Despite his young age, he had an illustrious career before real estate working as a consultant for some of the largest brands in the world and has worked with some of the most famous celebrities and athletes in the world. And now that he's an agent, his fast success caused other industry leaders to take notice. Now, only three years in, he's a coach in the WR Income Real Estate Coaching Program, a coaching program that might one day be the largest free real estate coaching program in the world. His next mission? To build a super team of top performing agents in the next five years. We'll discuss the number one reason he managed to attain such heights in such a short time and provide you with a roadmap to do the same. I'm Oliver Bohr, and this is the Real Marketers Podcast. Hey, how you doing, Robert? Oh man, I'm doing amazing. Super excited to be here. It's it's good to have you on to the show. I know we were uh, we were kind of communicating back and forth uh, for a little while. And then I kind of put some feelers out there looking for some top producers, uh, top performers to coming on to the show. Um, and it was a, a pleasant surprise to see you in the comments there that you were kind of ready and willing and eager to come on to the show as well. That was a nice surprise for me as well to see that. Yeah, you'll learn very quickly about me. I don't I don't, I don't mind talking. <laughs> well, I, I feel like in a profession like real estate, uh, talking or I guess knowing how to talk and knowing how to listen and I guess converse with people, it's one of the most quintessential tools to be able to have in your arsenal. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, so I want to kind of just jump right into it. So what we're going to be talking about today, um, is, uh, some of the projects that you're working on, but I think the crux of what I want to focus on, um, is Facebook groups. Cause I know that you really built up your entire business on Facebook groups. Um, but I am really jumping the gun. So before we get into that, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, man, there's a lot. So I'm just going to do some quick bullet points. And then if uh, anything's interesting, you know, just uh, jump on it. So uh, I've only been in real estate. I'm proud to say this. I've only been in real estate for just under three years. Um, before I did real estate, um, I did consult for builders for about 10 years. And then I did business development and contract negotiation for billion dollar companies. Um, I've worked on contracts with, uh, Netflix, like working on a deal with them. Um, Coca-Cola, Sony, if anybody knows video games, Blizzard and Square Enix, I had a high rise office right above Square Enix. So I'd get like free merch from them all the time. It was awesome. Um, that's awesome, man. Wait, so, so remind me one more time. What was it that you said that you did for them? You were a consultant for them? Yeah. Business development and contract negotiations. I was also the face of a billion dollar video game company. Okay, one second. <laughs> I think this is a little bit more than I bargained for. I had no idea about any of this stuff. I mean, this is this is telling the truth. The fact that I didn't know this is the reason that you reached out to me instead of me reaching out to you. Um, what video game? And explain what the heck that means that you were the face of a video game. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so the video game company is Mobile Games. Um, I was really into mobile games at that time because I saw the boom happening. And so I wanted to be on top of it. Um, so the company is Gameville come to us, terrible, terrible name. They know it, but they acquired someone and then they were like, well, we don't want to let go of our name. Well, we don't want to let go of our name. Well, fine. We'll just use both our names. And I'm like, this is horrible. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so they had their biggest game was uh, summoners war. And I think it has like 54 million players. Um, it's pretty, pretty insane, huge tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and so I worked a lot with them. And then what it meant to be the face uh, is that I would literally be, um, there was a film studio and I would interview people. I even had uh, some of the actors from Guardians of the Galaxy uh, come on. That's so with, cool. They had a baseball mobile game. So I worked with huge baseball players that would be part of the marketing campaigns. And, Are you allowed to name drop right now? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. And I'll be honest, things weren't great in the exit of the company they know okay. that and they know it's it's open there's there's i have nothing negative to say it's more of just uh there was some miscommunication that happened so mm -hmm. i, I love my time it. there i want to make that abundantly clear love my time there loved what i did with them they were awesome to work with i can't help the fact that my mind right now is is wandering and 
I'm even like thinking if there's any way that I could like, I guess, subconsciously hint to you that like, because I'm thinking Chris Pratt or like Dave Batista, whatever, like those are the guys I'm thinking of. I'm thinking if there's a way that, you know, like those, uh, those like mind people on America's Got Talent, let's do like A, B, C, D. I don't think there's any way that I could get this out of you, but I'm very, very curious to know right now who it is that you've actually worked that someone with. Someone deals with a lot with contracts. Yeah, I won't uh, say anything that <laughs> could in any way get me in trouble. <laughs> okay, fine. I promise I'll let it go. Okay, <laughs> as you were. <laughs> no, so man, I mean, I, you know, I did a lot with that and I got into real estate. Um, uh, I moved to a new state and new, new city, new state, no savings, uh, no... Um, no job, no sphere of influence, no family, no friends, like nothing. Uh, I tried to do real estate the way that the brokerage was telling me to do it. And I didn't sell anything for four months. And I was like, well, I'm the sole provider for my family. Um, my wife's pregnant, so uh, I, I, I can't do this. I got to make money faster. And so I started experimenting with some other unconventional ways. I basically looked at where were people and where were agents not. Um, and so I would send 500 messages on Facebook Messenger like in a week, um, like insane amounts. And back then, Facebook didn't ban you for that. Um, yeah. They definitely do now. I, I'll send like 20. And to, to people who are talking to me, by the way, friends, family, agents, and I'll still get banned. Um, there are ways, just, just, I know it's not kind of, I don't want to kind of ruin your flow right now. There are ways to kind of make that happen. I could see, obviously especially by the way you're talking about it, you've obviously found other ways of doing it. But yep. for me personally, even Facebook uh, Messenger is one of the primary ways that I do generate my own business as well. So there are still ways of making it happen. Um, but you're right. Like, like if and you're we sending- can get into those ways if we really want to. Um, like that is the nitty gritty of just how you change what's in the body of the text um, and even stuff like that. Facebook does, for all those listening, Facebook is absolutely scanning every message that is going through. If you copy and paste stuff, they know, they know you're copy and pasting stuff and that will get you banned quicker. Um, so there's a, definitely, there's a lot of details that we could get into. Um, but I would say anybody listening, if they're not producing at a high level from a Facebook strategy, they won't have to face this yet. Maybe it'll be a part two where you and I really get into, uh, right. That would be fun, idea, huh? Actually. Hopefully, hopefully the context of that podcast episode will not be that one of us was banned from Facebook. Although I feel like that would make for some really good listening, like part two, yeah, right? okay, we were both banned from Facebook, both deplatformed, and now Twitter is the way we're doing it. I, that probably yeah, will never Twitter. happen. That probably right. will never, ever happen. I'm still not on Twitter. I still have no idea what the heck is going on with that. But um, anyway, so so uh, listen, you know, I, again, I'm sorry to ruin your flow here, but but before we get on, we still haven't figured out what it meant to be the face of the video game. <laughs> I'm harping. So they would fly me to conventions, dude. I, I loved that job and I had such a great time. So I would go to video game conventions. I would be in interviews. Um, I would be the spokesperson. Uh, you know, it was, it was a great time. Um, so like I'd go to a video game convention and it was wild, but for someone like creative, like me, I thrive in it. And they'd be like, okay, Robert, go make content. And I'd be like, Okay. Now, unfortunately, I had a great team. And so we would just, we would do like the most random stuff, but it was just so much fun. Like I negotiated yeah. uh, for like this super nice beanie from Australia, from a plushie that I had from our, our, um, our uh, merchandise for the company. And like, then we did a video of like how many things people could stack and like, it was just oh, that's fun awesome. all the time. Yeah, that's that's like uh like Mr. Beast, I guess. Before Mr. Beast was uh, I guess Mr. Beast actually does more like dares and stuff. This is uh, this would I've seen those videos where it's like I traded a toothpick for like a Ferrari. Yeah, and see, I just did that because I was like, okay, I don't have a budget, but I do have merch. Yeah, I can do something with this, and I love that. Like the thriving off of like, what do you do with the resources you have? Oh my gosh, like I get into that like that just makes me so excited. Um, and it's so, actually, it's, it's yeah. funny. You're talking about this, but one of the jobs that I had in advertising before I started my own companies, we, we had some campaign that we were doing for hot wheels and it was like experiential campaign. Uh, and it was in Toronto. And I remember we had this craziest idea and we didn't do it. And I, and I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't push this more because I, I really think we could have made it happen. 
But uh, there was like a big convention at the Toronto Convention Center and, and, and Hot Wheels had this whole big thing. And I was like, let's send a track down the CN Tower, which for anybody who doesn't know is the tallest freestanding building in North America. Let's literally do a Hot Wheels track down and around the CN Tower all the way to the convention center. And it's like, Either when you you when when you're dealing with these big companies and like budget isn't necessarily a thing, or if let's say budget isn't a consideration for whatever reason, basically if you're put in a position where your creative juices can just flow, like you think of the craziest stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just a ton of fun. If you got good people around you who help make it happen, it's just like for anybody who looks at like some of the social media out there and be like, oh, that was easy. Like there, it is so hard to actually think of this stuff because there's not really a good roadmap because if you're not in my shoes, your shoes in that exact moment, knowing the resources and the time and what you have at your disposal, like you have to make the most of it. And honestly, that's where Facebook groups came from. That's how I built everything that I do is based with that mindset of like, okay, but what do I have right now? And what can I make of it? Like, I was never supposed to end up doing contract negotiation and business development for that company. But because I was working with the celebrities and I was working with these major people, I would see the contracts and straight up, I would go to them and I'd be like, listen, um, this is not a good contract. Like you guys, it's not in your favor, but they, they didn't have anybody who was doing that. And I was like, listen, I, I have a background in negotiations and like, I, I know how to build relationships with people. Let me do the talking. And so I started negotiating the contracts for the very people that were coming on the show or we'd be traveling with and things got better. Relationships got stronger. And then eventually they're like, holy crap, like we've had people who have tried to do this and they just didn't, weren't able to perform. And so then they had me do it. And it's like, listen, I'm just making the most of what we have. <laughs> like, Right. I feel like, like, um, almost beforehand when you, when you mentioned about uh, it's really hard to think of these ideas and it is really hard to think of the ideas. I feel like the only way to really be able to, to jump at an opportunity when it presents itself is, is to immerse yourself in the people that you're trying to, to serve. And I know that really does sound like a cliche, yeah. but let me give you an example. When I was in school, we had like some competition in our class where uh, I think it was uh, Austin Matthews, who's a player for the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs. So we scored four goals in his first, um, his first ever hockey game, which is absolutely crazy. And I think yeah. the Leafs won four nothing, and it was against Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators, at the uh, Canadian Tire Center. And I don't know hockey, so if anybody's listening right now, and like it's a Canadian Tire Arena, not Center, like I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, so the whole class tried to think of a, 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 a like a social media post for this, and this was the competition: whoever had the best one wins. And I, everybody came up with something that was cute, like little play on words, whatever. None of us knew that. The, that the name of the Ottawa Senator Stadium was called the Canadian Tire Center. And I think the post that we had to make it for was, a company, was the company Canadian Tire. So this one kid, on his first day, I, I don't know if this guy was an exceptional marketer. I mean, he was pretty good, but he just knew hockey. And so he's like, no doubt, it was like, no wonder that it was in the Canadian Tire Center. Hockey starts with the Canadian Tire. I think that was the line or something like that. And it was just, it, it just came to him. Like, that's not a hard line for him. So us all marketers got like 30 people who were like right now dedicating their life to marketing. And none of us could think of something that's so freaking simple just because we hadn't immersed ourselves in that world. Yes. We don't know that. And I think yeah. that that's sort of the challenge that comes when you're marketing generically speaking. And, and this is, I think, a really good segue into Facebook groups. The challenge when you're generically marketing to a certain demographic or you're thinking, how can I market to that demographic instead of what do they need is you're too busy thinking about your headline and everything like that. Mm -hmm. and or you're just, just yourself. You're just thinking about you and what yeah. you want to do and what value you want to bring versus what value is relevant to the person you're trying to reach. Right. And all love stuff. languages, right? Everybody's heard of the five love languages. The whole point of that book is, hey, listen, just because you like words of affirmation does not mean your spouse does. So stop trying to love them in the way that's convenient for you. Love them in a way that impacts them. Yeah. So I think that this is a pretty uh, good layup into, into Facebook groups, but I'm going to let you digress into Facebook groups. What does this have to do with Facebook groups? <laughs> yeah, man. So so when you don't have any sphere of influence, and there's more and more people who are moving nowadays, I think, than ever, at least it feels like it, um, you have to build your business from the ground up 
well, I was also new to real estate. So I'm building real estate and a business from the ground up. And so I had to go to my strengths and, or rather I should say, I had to find my strengths. Um, and so when I started doing these Facebook messages to people, um, most of them didn't pan out. People didn't answer, respond, things like that. But I had to try something. Um, the other methods weren't working either. So I'm like, whatever, what do I have to lose? The other stuff wasn't working. So I got more into to that. And then I started to see these people active in Facebook groups. And I was like, well, maybe if I comment, like truly all this was haphazard. There was no course. There was no training. There was no step-by-step. So I was like, well, maybe if I comment, they'll see my name and then I can remind them that I also sent them a message. Like truly, like I'm like infant talking right now. Like this is what went through my brain, just logical process. So then I started commenting and then I would see like 500 other realtors comment. And I was like, crap, like these realtors have bigger names than me. They have more reviews. They've been here 25 years, born and raised in Nashville. Like, how can I compete? So again, instead of being discouraged and giving up, I said, okay, but what are they not doing? That's my question all the time. What are they not doing? What are the people not receiving? What need has not been fulfilled? And so um, I looked at them and I realized, one, all of them are saying the same thing. I'm experienced. I'm here. Uh, lots of reviews. And I was like, okay, so believe it or not, those aren't unique selling points when everybody's saying the same thing. So what they think is unique to them is value to them. Actually, it's just another bare billboard that has no direct audience. So I said, okay, cool. Don't say what they're saying, basically, is what my brain analyzed. Don't say what they're saying. All right, next step. What do I say then? <laughs> if I'm not saying what they're saying, what do I say? Okay, I have to say something relevant. And I have to say something that the others aren't saying. All right, all right. Thinking, processing, trying to work it through. I used to try and sell them on comfort wine and cheese tours. This home's so nice. It's a great deal. None of that translates to value. But what if I turned around and um, I had a moving package for them? Everybody forgets boxes when they move. Again, I noticed that through social media, Facebook groups. Hey, right. I need boxes. I'm moving. Okay. Why aren't realtors bringing them boxes? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Why aren't they bringing in boxes? Clearly everybody's forgetting about boxes. So why aren't the person who their job is to help move the transaction along as smoothly as possible, thinking about these needs that clearly the clients aren't thinking about. All right, great. I'm going to give them a moving package next. Um, okay. What do I see happening? Again, it's all what I see happening. Hey, should I refinance right now is when the dip really started to start to happen when it dipped down to 4% interest rate. So people were freaking flipping out over that. Um, yeah. And so should I refinance uh, now is now a good time. And I'm like, these questions should be answered by their loan officer and their agent already. They should never have to go, not saying they, they won't, but they shouldn't have to go to Facebook and ask these questions. Right. They should have them answered. And I said, what if I answered these questions before they even asked them? And so then I created the perfect mortgage guarantee shout out to Brent Willis. Um, and he's a great loan officer here that, um, came up with this concept in, in uh, with one of our other partners where we turn around and we analyze their mortgage at all times and we evaluate it. And if ever the rates or the terms are better, we call them and let them know. Wow. So they don't have to worry about that. And then I just kept stacking on everything, one line after another of things that I do that I have found people value that other agents were, didn't think to do, didn't want to do, or wouldn't do. Um, and I would do. And I have this whole stacked list. Then I changed my whole approach. I stopped saying, hey, I'm a realtor. I'd love to consider us. And I help all these families and look at my reviews. Um, I said, ha generic talk, get out of here. I'm going to make comments that are focused on providing value, but also telling them that I'm different. Like I'm different, truly. Can I stop you for one second? Because I actually yeah. think that uh, I think that there's a simpler, uh, there's a simpler, there's a really simple distinction right now, and it uh, it might even be simpler than than not saying what they're saying because what they're saying isn't working. Because I think there's a common denominator as to what why what they were saying wasn't working. Uh, what they were saying was about why they're the best. 
right? I'm the best because mm-hmm. I've got this many years of experience. I'm the best because at the end of the day, like who was it? It was uh, Lee Brown, I think. I heard it on uh, Dustin Brown's podcast. Great podcast. Um, but she's like, if an agent is a good agent, that's a perk. You have to like the person that you work with. If they happen to be competent, that's okay. Like, you, congratulations, you, scr- you struck gold. People aren't really working with an agent because they're like, I'm like, if I don't have an agent to support me right now, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, that's not really what's going on because agents are not the hardest thing to find. You just want somebody that you like. And I kind of feel like all you did was stop talking and start listening and start watching. And that's mm-hmm. it. And that's, that's the only difference. And, and, and yeah, I guess I'll kind of let you keep going because you're on a roll right now, but it's such a sim. How are you? So I guess that's it. Like, how are you different? Not because you're saying different words than them, not because you're so busy trying to think about your messaging. All you're thinking about is what the heck can I do for this person? What value can I bring that nobody else is doing? And, and it wasn't yeah. even, it wasn't even hard to find. You just needed to, sh- to shut up and just look at what people are asking for. And, the, and obviously this is a refined process, but it's been very intentional. Um, because I said a lot of the same things, but the problem is, and I know you know this because this is people, but we're talking about agents in general. So they very rarely look at their business and say, how can I do better? They just do. They just do. They're just doing things. And you ask them why, and they go, well, because it's there, or that's what the other guy did, or that's what my brokerage told me. And I was like, okay, but are you better than you were yesterday? That's my question. Like when I started my first team, the, an agent would join me on the team and they go, I love first home buyers, first time home buyers. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's so great. So does every other agent I talk to. So what is unique about you? Oh, I love teaching them. How? Oh, I love helping them. How? Oh, I'm available 24 seven. Everybody says that. What are you doing? Give me a quantifiable value proposition that I can easily say, oh, this means this. When you say this, the result produces this. If you can't do that for me, then you don't have value to me. And and when I say to me, like, if I can't understand what you're saying and how it translates to value for me, then you don't have value. That thing you're saying doesn't have value. I have 25 years of experience. Great. But what does that actually mean? I have plenty of agents who have 25 years experience that I've worked with who are horrible agents horrible. They're sloppy on their paperwork. They have delayed communication. They priced homes or land or something wrong. How does 25 years of experience translate to a quantifiable value to someone who knows nothing about real estate? It doesn't. Oh, I sold my team and I sold 5,000 homes this year. Great. But how does that help me? Am I going to get 5,000 extra perks? No. Okay, then why are you even telling me this? Right? Why are you telling me this? And I I'm go, like, you know what? I'm like giddy right me. now. I'm so excited right now that you're saying this because <laughs> my pet peeve, I think, is when I ask agents, like, what makes you different? And they go, customer service. It's like, that's a prerequisite. Like, if you don't have customer service, like, get out of this, get, get out of the industry. Like, what are you doing here? Customer service is like, that's like your entry pass. Like, great. It's yeah. not, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not even, it's, per, uh, good customer service should be like a participation award. Like, that's the award that you give to kids yep. who don't really have an answer. Like, who didn't win the game. Like, no, you got a trophy. You got to participate. So how am I different? No, no, no. I am different. I have, I have customer service. Sure you are, bud. Sure like, you do. No, like, no, no. Like, let's get quantifiable right now. And yeah, I, I, I kind of love, uh, I would say, I don't say it's validating because it's not something that like, I kind of felt like it needed to be validating, but uh, long enough, you're standing on a mountaintop and you feel like you just want to rip your hair out every time someone says good customer service is my difference. And you're like, am I the only one who gets pissed off by this? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have company. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I teach this. And I teach all this stuff for free too, by the way, anybody listening, I don't hold back um, because I do want to make our industry better. And I think if our industry is better, um, we all win, um, regardless if you're on my team or at the same brokerage or not. So I just want to put that out there too. Like, like this podcast, man, just putting value out there. Like I really want people to stop thinking of themselves and start thinking of their clients as real people who have real needs. And I don't even think they mean to be selfish. Some agents, I just think they don't know any better. And there isn't a brokerage out there that I've seen that teaches that I have all the ones that everybody teaches culture, family, God, blah, 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 blah. We love our clients. But again, they do the same thing. Okay. How? Oh, well, we're a big name brand. Um, Okay. Oh, we sell lots of homes. Okay. You also have lots of agents. Like, 
give me quantifiable things. Most brokerages can't break down what they actually bring to the table that's unique. Most teams can't break down what they actually bring to the table that's unique. And so again, going back to me, right? Like I didn't have deep, meaningful relationship with them yet. And so I had to prove to them in action that I really was different. And it was easy to understand for them how I was different, how, so how I did, am different. How did the boxes, right? This is an example because that was the first one you gave. Um, you know, you see that people when they're moving, like they forgot their boxes. Like, what do you do with that information? Yeah, so it, de- it depends on the context of the post. If there's anything relevant that you can get in there and add into it, I'll always say that. But in a more high-level view, right? Um, one, if they're, they're moving, Hey, by the way, tell me a little bit about your moving. I might have some boxes for you, whatever. Um, you kind of just try to get their story a little bit. And then if they're like, yeah, well, we're getting ready to uh, pack up and move or uh, sell our house or move out of our apartment. Oh, awesome. You start to learn a little bit more. You plug in the box, then you keep talking. Then you have another thing to plug in. Then you have another thing to plug in all based off of, I have a whole armory of items and things that are ready to be used if it's relevant. Oh, okay. You, you need boxes, moving package. That's important to you. Bing, here you go. Oh, education, a guide. Great. I wrote a buyer's handbook and I actually wrote it. And it's on version 11 now. And it's freaking amazing. And I wrote that and it's going to teach you basically everything you need to know about buying a home. Really? Wow, that's amazing. No agent's ever written a book for us. And I said, well, I did. I did write you this book. And here you go. And right, like, so like plugging in these things, think of it like there's a, a ship with a bunch of holes in it, right? And, it's, and that ship is sinking because they're in the ocean of stress, being overwhelmed. They don't know what they're doing. They're trying to get the best price. Uh, you know, all those emotions and feelings and stuff. And I'm just trying to help them get to the other side, cross the, the sea. And so I'm plugging these holes in that ship for them all the things that are dragging them down, weighing them down, preventing them from achieving what they're trying to achieve. I'm plugging those holes so that they can keep moving forward as efficiently and as effectively as possible on their mission, on their goal. So I think there's, I'm actually imagining like a conversation, like one, one line that I heard that I really liked is sell people what they want and give them what they need. So I'm imagining somebody's listening to this right now and we're like, customer service or boxes of course customer service wins every time and i think that this is kind of like sell them what they want give them what they need if you ask somebody like when there's no pressing need what would you rather have a couple of boxes when you're down or great customer service like without any context it's a ridiculous question but assuming it wasn't a ridiculous question they would say customer service now imagine somebody who's moving their house the moving truck's coming in two hours that's, that's enough time to go and get boxes. The moving truck's coming in however long it's coming in and they don't have any boxes. What would you rather, customer service from a real estate agent or freaking boxes? And they'll be like, no, I need boxes. Right and now. That urgency is the moment that you go in the door with something that they want and then you give them what they need. What they want is boxes. What they need is customer service and somebody that's going to help them through the whole team. That's not a selling and point. And guess what? Two birds, one stone. Boxes is customer service. Like... Yes. I'm literally listening to them, supplying a need that they have as part of the service that I offer. And like, people just don't get that. Like you have to connect to them and actually serve their needs. Stop just barfing on them about how great you are. Forget about you. Take your face, take your, your, your ego, even take your good stuff, your success, set that aside, listen to them and then provide relevant information. There are people who don't care about the moving package. Guess what? I only mention it then when it comes up. Like, I'll be like, by the way, you know, your moving package, uh, we're going to be delivering that soon. And it's a nice little surprise, but it's not a sell point. I'm not trying to sell them on it. It's just one of those things you throw in there and you say, Hey, this is just another touch point, another area of value. But if they're like really, really into a certain part or a certain need, then we lean into that. We focus more yeah. on that. And sometimes they'll even add more and if they're really desperate in a situation, you know, I'll see if I can do even more than we normally offer because it's so directly relevant to them. And speaking of what you were saying, and I love that you mentioned this about um, how everybody was, uh, they already expecting customer service. So one thing that I teach is, is, is I go, um, listen, 
If they go, hey, Facebook group post, I need a realtor. And you comment with, I'm a realtor. I'm pretty sure that because you're commenting, they already assume you're a realtor. <laughs> yeah, that's funny okay? also. And then when you comment with, I'm local. Listen, if you're in Nashville, commenting that you need a Nashville agent, I doubt they think that if you comment, you're from California. Also on a Nashville Facebook group. Like, guys, think about this, right? You're wasting opportunity to connect with people in a relevant way because you're not listening. So what's You're the not listening to them. Hey, I'm local. Guess what? I already assumed you're local. I already assumed. So literally in one of the messages I send them, I go, I lump everything. I literally say like this line. Everything you should expect and do expect from a real estate agent, I do. Done. Rest of it, I get into the actual value points. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. Because it, it's, it's meaning, I guess the question is, is how do you tell them you have customer service? And, and I, I'm not necessarily sure if that's such a, such a great question, because I think once you're already delivering boxes, it's not like, yeah, but it doesn't say on his website, he has good customer service. It's like the guy brought me boxes when I need it. I know he's got customer service. So I'm not sure that it is a question. But I guess what people would want to do is they want to say like, yeah, I have been in business for a while and I have that experience and I'm not a new agent and I want them to know that. It's like, fine, but you've got to at least have the, have the, uh, uh, the intellectual honesty, I suppose, to acknowledge that in their mind, it's not really like, like, yeah, I'm going to say this. I've got this stuff, but now let's get into what you're really looking for. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's so, called, so it's, so there's a couple of things that I do that are really important is one of them is the, one of the first things I do in the comment and in the message is I address the negative. That's a really important thing. Um, I was fortunate before he was, he was really famous now, but I, I learned a lot from Chris Voss about negotiations. Um, he's and he's man. amazing. And one of the most important things, and the FBI didn't do this until really he showed up, um, is address the negative. Uh, so I'll literally say in a comment, Listen, I know you've gotten tons of comments and messages from other agents. Boom. Right there. One, I'm saying something different. Two, I'm addressing and having empathy for what they're already going through. I've just separated myself from all the other agents in two very important ways. Same in the message that I follow up with. I still address the negative. I'm sure you've gotten tons of messages from other agents already. Then I compliment those agents. And a lot of them are great agents. I'm not discrediting that. I'm validating um, that there are great options out there. Um, not everybody's bad, right? That's a huge attitude that people have. Oh, I'm the best agent. I, I'm not the best agent, but I might be the best agent for them. And so, um, and then I turn around and like we, we talked about, I just, I check that box of assumptions. They're assuming I do it, but I'm letting them actually mentally check that box. I do everything you should expect from realtor. Check. Okay, now let's get onto the things that are about to really open your eyes, expand your level of understanding of what we give and offer and how we serve you. Um, and, and then we really get into it. And so it's like, once you check that box for them, it mentally allows them to move to the next stage. So that's why like, there's a met methodology to everything that you do when you're talking to someone is you address the negative box checked. Now they know that you know, okay? Then you do something complimentary or rather something that doesn't create animosity because when you're insulting the other agents, that might be their friend, their neighbor, their pastor, that, that might be someone they know and, know. and the first person who starts to talk negatively about others oftentimes is the last person to get business. It also creates a negative vibe in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And so I go, listen, there are some great agents that you've probably already talked to. Now, let me show you what I do that they don't. Let mm -hmm. me show you what makes me different. They're still amazing, but I do something different than them. And now they're like, oh, I just raised the bar, okay? And then I raised the bar individually to myself. I said, there are good agents who do great things and I do something different. Right. Whoa, okay. So now it's not that I'm better than crap. Yeah. I'm better than the best in this instance. I do something unique than the best. So the value, I've raised my own individual value by raising up others' value. Ooh, that's a good line right there. That is a good line. But do you think that it's a projection 
of other people's uh, like insecurities between like, I guess they're not sure that they are really an adequate agent or whatever it is. They're not sure why people would work with them. And so instead of elevating themselves, the first thing that they have to do is just to play dirty. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it always comes down from insecurity, whether they know they're not worth it, whether they feel they're not worth it um, or whether they don't think others deserve it. Um, and the problem is, is that this is hugely stigmatized in our industry where people go, oh, you're a new agent. You fight for that 3%. I, I question agents. I go, hey, listen, you, you go make some 3%, 4%, whatever, you know, your commission's negotiable, but, you know, but how are you worth it? That's what I want to know. I can tell people why, why I believe that I'm worth what I'm worth. Um, and if they have a problem with that or they disagree, we can have a conversation. That's fine. But I don't have to say it blindly because my broker told me to, because some guy, some agent on Facebook, who's been in for 20 years and he's never negotiated lower than a certain percentage uh, is worth it. And I'm like, just tell me how you're worth it. I'd love to know. And if you're not worth it, if you can't justify whatever percentage that you want to charge them, then go find the way to where you can. Go get the value, add in the value to where you are worth the amount you want to charge. That means it's basic understanding, but there's so many agents out there who are charging something. And, and then um, when you ask them why they're charging that, they don't know. And then they get hostile and defensive and they tear down others. They make fun of discount brokerages. Listen, maybe those discount brokerages are only worth their discount. Like, let's be honest, like maybe that's it. Okay, well then it's, it's not actually a discount brokerage. It's just a brokerage that provides a lower quality and a lower yeah. level service. And, and here's the thing. That's not wrong. I'm not going after people who would go after that. Those aren't the people I want to work with. They're going to nitpick at things. They're not going to see the value in me. They're not going to see the value in what we do, right? I go after people who really want a full customer experience, right? I, I really do. I, I, I'm going after those people. So and what so, is like, yeah. like if I was looking for an agent, um, like I was looking for an agent and I'm, and I'm deciding between 30 agent, a th guy who's been around for 30 years and, and you, and obviously the guy's been around for 30 years. Like those are the kind of accolades that you want to put front and center. And I've do this and I'm selling a house every freaking however many hours. And then I find you and I say, well, between you or him, he certainly on paper looks better. Why would I work with you? Like, what would you say there? Yeah. So first the hope would be that we're actually having a conversation. Um, I typically, if someone's really hostile towards me, so again, I'm, I'm just trying to get context. If someone's really hostile towards me and um, boom, 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 yeah. trying to do things, I, I'm, I don't play that game. Um, so I'm, I'm not that guy because I'm, I have nothing to prove. I have something to give. Yeah. And, and so really, normally when someone starts to get down that Ryan, I go, well, first and foremost, if he's so great, is there a reason why you're talking to me now? What made you want to talk to me, even though you feel that he's worth it? Well, well I didn't say he was worth it. Oh, okay. Right. Well, tell me about that. What, why didn't you feel he was worth it? Why didn't you sign with him right away? Help me to understand, because I don't want to waste your time. I want to make sure that what I bring to the table is valuable. I've got a whole list. Let me tell you, it's a long list and you probably don't want to see it all. So I want to make sure that if we're talking, I'm only talking about things that are relevant to you. So you can make a decision that's informed and that you feel confident in. And most of the time they'll start to like, tell me a little bit about why they didn't go with that person right away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know him what he offers that well, but he's just really known locally. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Um, do you know how that's relevant to you? What, what, what is he going to do that, that makes it a great decision for you to use him as an agent? Oh, I don't know. I was like, okay, well, what, what do you need? What are you looking for? What, what's important to you? Well, and then they just will usually start talking to me about, if you get that far in the conversation, they'll usually start to open up and um, start telling you about it. It's actually, it's, it's kind of amazing listening to you do this. Um, I didn't actually know that you were as good as you were at the negotiation side of things, but I can hear it now. Cause I, I've read Chris Voss. I study him. I mean, the guys he's, it's the best sales book I've ever read. And it's not a sales book even. Um, right. But even the things that you're saying, like you, you didn't say the word why, 
and I'm not sure if it's second nature at this point, if you have to think about it, but when you said like, yeah, he's, he's been around for a while, but how is that important to you? You didn't say why, why is that important to you? Because that's a, a, accusatory, right? And I think mm-hmm. that these little things, I certainly, by the way, anybody listening to this podcast, go and freaking read that book right now. Never Split the good... Difference is the name of the book. Yeah, Never um, Split the Difference. He also has a master class. I have not taken his master class, um, but I might just to support him. Yeah, he's, it's honestly, it's, it really is amazing. It's, it's unlike anything I've yeah, ever Yeah, so read. how? So soft words, right? Like that, that lead to a conversation, not, not angry words or sharp words that, that hurt, that divide. Truly, really, like, how do you want someone to talk to you? Hey, man, I'm so excited. I, I'm, I'm moving my, to a new brokerage. Why? Okay. Wow. Calm down, yeah. man. I was just trying to share something. Oh, really? Well, how, how's that going? Right. Right. And you ask these questions. Oh, when, how about when it, it reinforce that they're going to do something they already said they're going to do. When, when are you going? Oh, that's cool. Listen, I, I bring agents on all the time who come and work with me and I just try to talk to them and just learn about them. And that's what we should be doing with the clients. Um, you know, oh, well, I already talked to this agent. Awesome. How's it going? How's it going? It's that's it. I, I, I was one time so taken by, um, I would say a kid. I mean, he must've been about 22 years old, but he was talking to me about what I, what it is that I do in marketing. Um, and he was just a guy in the community that I know just, uh, like a neighbor or something. Um, and he said, do you find that there's, he said, do you find that like, I don't remember if it was, do you enjoy posting on LinkedIn over Instagram, uh, over on LinkedIn over Facebook, or he said, is there a different type of content that works better for Facebook or LinkedIn? But just the fact that he asked a question just to hear an answer. And I could tell that he was listening to my answer. And I was very taken by it that for a second, there was somebody who just wanted to listen. And <laughs> and it, it's, it really does sound like a cliche, but I, it's the farthest thing from a cliche. And one of the things that I tell my clients is, because everyone's so focused on they need to get everything right. They need to know everything. And it's, and it's like, you don't like, for example, the person that you married, I'm sure that there was somebody else in the world that a relationship could have worked out, but you're in this relationship. And I'm not, I'm saying, not saying you, I'm yeah, saying yeah. also apply to you. You're in this relationship. You're happy in this relationship. You're not out there being like, yeah, but maybe there's another girl somewhere who had like, it, it, I love this person. We've built this relationship. She knows me. I know her and that kind of understanding, mutual understanding, like the details that you cared about when you were dating are so insignificant when you've Mm -hmm. built that relationship. So you want to talk about, yeah, I know that I've known this person for a while, but of course they're going to go with an agent that's been around for 25 years. Like, no, 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 you screwed the pooch if that happened. The reason that they went with another agent is because you didn't listen and you didn't build that relationship because you think they care about how long it's been. That's right. That's right. Because here's the thing. The only reason someone doesn't go with me is one of two, okay? So I shouldn't say the only reason. There's two reasons. One is I didn't want to work with them. And that's a usually a very quick scenario. I usually know right away, first conversation, whether this is a client I want to work with or not. Two, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball somewhere in an emotional way. And you know what? Just real quick, this morning, I had an agent that or a client that was a friend of mine who was referred to the team. So not directly to me, but referred to the team and ended up not working with the team. And instead of me being accusatory, instead of me telling them that they're missing out, and I love talking about this because this happens, but everybody tries to pretend that they have this perfect, everybody loves them record, or they're always perfect. So anyway, um, I turned around and I said, Hey, listen, how can I do better? I, I understand I messed up. Tell me how I messed up. Don't pull back. Tell me the truth. And he's like, oh, well, well, I mean, you weren't. And then he almost didn't want to tell me because, because it was so sincere and he felt that. And I said, well, here's my goal. And I want to tell you this right up front. I'm going to take everything that you just taught me, right? Teacher, respect, authority, everything you just taught me. And I'm going to go implement this into my team even better. And next time you buy a house, I am going to do everything I can to be the person that you trust the most for that process. So thank you for this opportunity and what you've taught me and how I can improve and earn your business the next time. And he was like, dude, 
I actually have some referrals for real estate right now. And I'm still sending those to you. That's awesome. And I was like, I didn't know that. But what I did know is I actually did care about him. I actually do want to be better, man. And I'm only going to be better if I'm willing to listen, take the constructive feedback and get to work. And, and I, that's beautiful. And now I've got a good relationship with him to, still too. I didn't lose a friend. Be, oh my gosh, all those posts. My family member, my mom used what? Their best friend that they've known for 30 years. Well, guess what? Your mom probably still views you as a kid, her kid. Yeah. Maybe earn her to respect you at the level that, that you play at. Show her because clearly you haven't. My mom now went and got her license because she knows what I do in real estate. That's how much my mom trusts the level I work. But it wasn't the first time I called her. It wasn't the first year in real estate where she really saw it. I had to show my own mom that I'm a real real estate agent, that I know what I'm doing, that I'm worthy of trust, that I'm worthy of respect. And so it's like, man, all of this is just if people would just listen a little bit more yeah. and care. I've seen uh, some crazy posts like that from some real estate agents. Like all the, the time, man. It's, it really does make me sad. First off, for the people posting them, but also for the people behind the scenes. Like, like my son is using a, another real estate agent, not using me, and it really hurts me. What do I do? And like, and like, I feel like he's he's stepping in the back. Like, what do I do? It's like, well, the first thing you want to do is not post to a group of twenty thousand other agents. The second thing you want to do is call up your son and have this conversation with him instead of all of us <laughs> and listen mm -hmm. to the answers that they're giving you because they're going to tell you why they decided not to use an agent. And if they don't tell you why, they, sorry, why they decided not to use you. And if they don't tell you why they, why they used another agent instead of you, it's because they don't think you're going to listen. So stop. And talking. guess what? You didn't. Yeah. You went and sought validation from people who don't matter in this context, instead of going and seeking resolution with the one person that does, man, save that one. Um, instead of the one person that does matter in this context, that's literally like you're having marital problems. And so you go out drinking with the boys to complain about your wife, instead of going to your wife and trying to actually fix the problem. I think the overarching theme of everything that we've spoken about today is basically stop talking and start listening. But in terms of delivering actionable step-by-step -step roadmap that real estate agents listening to this can actually follow to grow their business. Um, I don't know if you have it broken down into 10 steps, but if you were going to break it down so that people could say, okay, let's go make this happen. If you can quantify them, what would you tell them to do? Oh man. Uh, so first and foremost, you need to find relevant groups and posts. Uh, so join the right groups, right? Groups might be yard sales, uh, yard sale groups, buy and sell trade, obviously real estate, moving to groups, um, school groups, hobby groups, um, looking for the right post, obviously the uh, generic ones. I'm looking for a house. I'm looking for an agent. Other ones are, Hey, I need boxes. Why do you mean boxes? Probably moving. Um, tell me about schools. Okay. Why are they asking about schools? They're probably thinking about moving there. Like I didn't wake up today and wonder what the schools were like in California. No, I don't care. I'm not, it's not relevant to me. Um, then you go in, you make a comment, make sure you tag them in the comments, tag their name. If you don't tag their name, they will probably not see that comment ever no matter how good it is, because that's not how the way that notifications work uh, on Facebook. Then have that unique post where you're focusing on them. They're addressing the negative, um, how you're different, the differentiator, not what you're different about, just that you are different and that you've sent them a message and then something relevant and personal to them from the post that you extracted. Oh, I'm from Atlanta and I'm moving to Tennessee. Great, something relevant that triggers that you were listening, you were reading, you were paying attention. Then you have them as a, Adam as a friend, send them the message. Um, the message structure is gonna be similar to your comment, but just more expanded. Um, then you're gonna list your value points and then a question. And I'm very bold on the question at the end, has anyone else offered you this at no extra cost to you? I, I want them to face the harsh reality of what they would be saying no to if they don't. And if they're talking to a hundred others, I want them thinking that in the back of their head. Um, have they offered me this? I liked that other guy. He's really nice, but did he offer me this? Did he say these things? Did he do these things? Did he listen in this way? Did he care? Um, 
Then I send a video afterwards, real quick video, um, basically saying, hey, I just want you to know I'm a real person. I'm a real person. I'm a real agent. Um, this, they see my smile. They hear my voice. They, they know me. Um, and then um, usually just following up after that, uh, I have like a 99.9% .9 close rate as long as they're a real person and they actually open my message. Um, like I, my stats are really, really high. Like, um, and, and then I'm, again, following up, get them into a CRM too. Uh, but I still usually do messenger until we're comfortable enough to where we're talking on the phone, um, sending some emails, uh, you know, getting them pre-approved or listing appointment or whatever. So those are like the quick overview. Um, and I'm pretty open about sharing these details. I'm not shy. Um, you know, and honestly, it, it works really well. And then uh, a buddy of mine, if he hasn't been on the show, you should bring on Chris Rain sometime because he builds Facebook groups because he doesn't want to compete with guys like me. So, and That's I right. don't want to manage Facebook groups. So it's really awesome. He went and just created his own Facebook groups. And now he's got a, a collection of like 110,000 people amongst his groups. That's awesome. Um, we generate hundreds of leads a day just from the groups. He actually, um, he actually is coming on the show soon. And he mentioned that he, he's done a lot of stuff with Facebook groups. My hesitation about doing this is that I don't want to kind of double dip, but it sounds like he's actually got a very different strategy than what you have. It just happens to be Chris and of I Facebook are partners. Group. Like, and oh. honestly, it, it won't be double dipping. What Chris does and how Chris does it is definitely different. I do not run or manage or build Facebook groups. Um, we do meet and talk in the comments and some of our strategies are similar, but even my approach is slightly different. But the core element of what we do that is the same is we listen. Typically, Chris will send a message and, and, and I'll let him really expand on this, but it'll be personal. It'll be fun. It'll be engaging. Chris is way cooler than me. He has like freaking uh, poker night at his house. And like, he does fun stuff that for me, I'm not that guy. I don't want people in my house. I'm not that guy. I don't, I, I don't like people in my personal space. So like, I'm excited actually for you to have Chris on because he's going to bring a whole different element that I don't do that he does that'll just really create this whole like Facebook complete picture of, of how we dominate. And we make hundreds of thousands of dollars. We help hundreds of families from Facebook alone. We don't even have to spend a dime on the lead side of things, um, which means we can invest our money in client care and growth in other areas because we're saving so much money. Um, and we implement that. And fun fact, Chris and I, the mega team challenge happening next year. And by next year, I mean, January 3rd is the kickoff date. Oh. Chris and I are actually attempting to build a mega team in one year together. It usually takes five to 10 years to build a mega team. We're attempting to do it in one and create an actual roadmap so that we can teach people how to do that. How, sorry, how do you, how, what's the, is there, what's the quanti quantifiable data, I guess, that makes a mega team? Yeah, yeah. So it's subjective, but there's kind of like this rough range. So for us, it's 10 capping agents. That's important. There's a lot of big teams out there that have three, eight, 300 agents, but three of them are selling. We want to actually have successful agents who are providing for their families and contributing to the community. So 10 agents that cap on the team is our parameters. 40 million in volume. Reason for 40 million is most teams or top producing solo agents struggle to get past 40 million. They're usually stuck between 20 and 30 million. So we want to show 40 million and then 175 transactions that way. Like I've have clients that have nine, $10 million budgets. Okay. But if I just help one family, that's not the goal though. The goal is that we help as many right. agents and as many people as possible. And if a luxury deal comes into that great, but that's not the focus. The focus isn't just to check a number box and say, great, we made 40 million volume by selling four houses. No, no, that's not successful to me. The impact is our community better off? Are the agents that we work with better off? So those are the three parameters. And we're doing it from scratch. We both have had previous teams. We have partners with big teams, mega teams. We will not be turning around and taking any top producers from any of our partner teams or our teams and, and um, bring them on just to produce. Now, that doesn't mean that if we meet someone and we build a relationship and they want to join us, but that will be organic. And from the ground up, it will not be like an under the table deal. Of like, Hey, come help us do this so that we can check this box right. of no, we're not building it from scratch. We're live streaming it too, two to three times a week. We will yeah. be live streaming what we're doing, showing our numbers, 
facing the problems, solutions, um, stuff like that. It's, it's scary and terrifying and I have no idea how this is going to go, but I wanted to do it because if so, if you wanted to build a mega team right now, what would you say your blueprint is your exact step-by-step? Uh, it's a good question actually. Cause it's, uh, it's not happens, but it's not exactly, it's not the first time I've thought about it, but there it's, it's, you kind of have an if idea. You, you have a, a framework. A mega team right now. I challenge anybody listening, and this is not a slight to them. It's just the reality of the industry. Hey, how did you exactly, what are the exact steps you took to become a mega team? Uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> time, consistency. Well, Eventually, also- one day they became a mega team. I don't want that. I want to know how right now I can take these steps to make and achieve these goals. I need that, not, oh, well, I've been here. I'm born and raised. I spent 10 years building this business and eventually we just grew enough. Well, that's not good enough for someone like me starting from the ground up. That's not good enough for someone who, who doesn't have this giant sphere but wants to have intention and purpose. Well, let's create the first ever blueprint for this. I also think that, that uh, and just to be very clear, I'm not saying that I have the strategy because I don't at all have the strategy, but I feel like the strategy is what you're doing where listen to what real estate agents actually want right? Basically what you're doing for your to generate buyers and sellers, listen to what real estate agents actually want. And they don't just want to be a part of a team where it's like, there we go. Like either you're going to work for me and I'm going to take 70% of of your commissions and I'll leave you with like a couple of crumbs at the end. They don't want that. They also don't want someone where it's like, you're going to like fizzle out into obscurity. They want somebody that they're with that doesn't look down on them as if just like, you're just another member of the team, but also somebody that's going to coach them through them with actionable steps. I think, I think really it's just about again, shutting up and listening to what real estate agents actually want. And, and you're saying that you don't want agents that aren't going to produce. Well, agents that are serious don't want to be an agent that doesn't want to produce. And if I can join a team of agents that, that it's really going to be hard for me to not produce, of course, that's kind of what it's. Yeah. What I would I'm want. stoked I, to fail forward on this. Like it's really scary and embarrassing, but I'm okay to make a fool of myself if it blesses others, because we're going to try a bunch of stuff. I want people like you coming in and giving your thoughts tuning in and saying, Hey, listen, I'm listening to the problems you're facing. Have you tried this? I want to build this to where then we can turn around and have this out there and say, here's the blueprint. We literally documented the journey of how to succeed at building a mega team. Here's all the problems we face. Here's the good things we've done. Like, right. Like, and and then even like just showing people like the real side of running a team and building a team. And then showing them the support group. It's going to be live. So there's no going to, there's going to be no paywalls, right? Like um, this is just raw and real. And I think I'm pretty stoked for that. Are you capping how many people can join? Like let's say right now, a hundred people decided to call you from this episode and be like, let's roll. I'm I'm not saying that will happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. Like, is there a certain amount of people that can join you? Number one. And number two, how can they actually reach out to you if they did want to join this, I guess, project or experiment? Yeah. So for actually joining the team, couple parameters one is we just have to the connection and the personality and the heart um and then they have to be local we're starting in tennessee first we're going to create the blueprint however long it takes us the goal is one year might take longer who knows and then we will start to replicate that and duplicate that across um, other markets to really perfect the process as much as we can so if they want to join the team they need to talk to me please reach out to me And then we also will just meet and have that connection, make sure that it even makes sense for them and for us. Um, Then if they want to just follow along on the journey, the best thing they can do is add me as a friend on Facebook, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like wherever my social media is that allows live streaming. It'll be live streamed through StreamYard. So it'll be in some of the groups that we have. Um, I think we have eight locations that'll be, but the easiest one is add me on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Boom. Um, Yeah. Okay, Robert, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm not going to take up any more of your time, but I had such a good time today, man, just talking about these strategies. And I found also it's, it was actually really funny. Somebody like myself who has ADHD, every single time you open your mouth and you said something, I was like, oh, I have something to say there. But it's like, no, no, let's let him finish. And then you had another one. I was like, oh, I got something to say there. So it was basically right. the whole time of me being like, let's, let's really compartmentalize and just don't say everything for everything that you want to say. So that was sort of a fun experience for me as well. But I, I really did do think that basically everything that you were saying was gold um and super intuitive um and uh i i suppose the word i would say would be hard to do but simple to uh to understand how 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 it works um but yeah thanks for coming on the show man
Dude, I had a blast, Oliver. Thanks for doing what you do. I love the intent behind your questions, the the mindset that you have, the value you're trying to bring. I just feel so honored that I hopefully get to contribute to the wonderful thing that you're doing for our industry. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Marketers Podcast. I hope you found it valuable. Your success is my success, so I really want to see you grow. Please share this podcast to other realtors that you think would benefit from it. And if you want to take your business to another level, go to boarddigital.com and book a time to talk. Otherwise, I'll see you next time.